Yes, hi, good morning everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is Tuesday morning, the 4th of April 2023. Daniel Pettigrew in the chair over the course of the next hour. We are broadcasting, as always, through SEN 1170am in Sydney, SENQ 693am in Brisbane, and SEN 1620am on the Gold Coast. 1300-01-1170, our open line number. You can send us a text anytime, 0457 736 that's all before breakfast through SCN 1170 AM with Vossi and Brandy. Our Queensland stations through Brisbane and the Gold Coast will take Pat and Heels after the six o'clock news. Good to be with you. Coming up this after, well, this morning on uh, the show, we're going to have a chat with John Gallo, our football expert here on Traders News. So much going on in the English Premier League. Huge weekend in terms of some results in the context of the season. A couple of managers sacked. We've got a game kicking off as we speak, and we've got, we've got games coming up throughout the week as well. So a lot to talk to John about, so we'll get him on the line in about 20 or so minutes to get the latest on the EPL. Lots going on. So many managers sacked. I think maybe 14 now throughout this season. Ridiculous. But anyway, we'll talk to John about that uh, as we go on throughout the morning. 0457 736 736, our text number 1300 01 1170. Plenty on our agenda. So let's get on with the show. It is two minutes past five. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Plenty on our agenda this morning. Expansion back on the table. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Graham Andersley has hit out at people defending the hip drop tackles. We'll talk about that in a second. Paul Kent has uh, had made some interesting comments around the Penrith Panthers. We'll talk about that in just a second. But before all of that, a back page of the Daily Telegraph today, Jake Travojevic, of course, wonderful player for the Manly Seagulls. Uh, of course, we know his brother Tom, also a very, very good player as well. But he's the back page today, Jake Travojevic. And look, Tom, rightly so, usually gets all the plaudits. Uh, excellent player in his own right. But Jake, a fantastic player, which got me thinking about the tough guys of not just NRL or rugby league, but sport. The tough guys in sport or the tough performances in sport when a player's played injured. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, our open line number. Or 0457 736, some, uh, 736, some of the real tough guys in sport or some real tough performances you've seen. As I say, it doesn't just have to be rugby league. It can be other sports as well from here or overseas. But the real tough guys of sport, the tough performances you've seen in your lifetime of watching sport. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is the open line number to have your say. The tough guys and the tough performances of sport. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Four minutes past five. All right, let's get to the news of the day today. Um, and there's been a lot of talk over recent times about expansion. Um, and we've seen the Dolphins come in and have a relatively good start. They've tripped up the past couple of the weeks, but their first... A uh, few weeks, fairy tale like and there's been talk about an 18th NRL team. Where will it be? Will it be in Perth? Will it be a Pacifica team? Well, broadcast industry sources estimate an 18th NRL team could be worth an extra $375 million in TV right negotiations. So the estimation comes as the NRL ramps up expansion plans for an 18-league team 
with ARL boss, uh, Commission boss Peter Volandis revealing a Pacifica franchise is in the frame to enter the Telstra Premiership by 2027. In a landmark moment for Rugby League, the NRL is ready to expand their international reach beyond New Zealand with an 18th club on the ARL Commission's agenda following, as I say, the successful birth of the Dolphins in Queensland. Uh, so we know they're looking for 20 teams at some point, hopefully by the 2032 Olympics. And Volandis confirmed the NRL's strategic plan to issue an 18th licence is in the next major growth phase for the sport. He said it's not a case of if, if it's when we expand. We are always looking at growing the game, so it's an ongoing process. The success or otherwise of an 18th franchise will depend on timing. There is no exact time frame for more expansion, but to be honest, it could be earlier than 2027. We're currently taking a helicopter view of expansion. When the CBA is finalised, yeah, that's still going, we will begin our investigations into an 18th team. Now, a formal announcement of Rugby League's first $1 billion CBA deal is expected after Easter. Uh, revelations the ARL Commission is eyeing an 18th team will trigger a fresh expansion frenzy as bids from Perth, Pacifica, Papua New Guinea, Brisbane, New Zealand, Adelaide and the North Sydney Bears prepare to fight for NRL inclusion. Uh, we know Volandis was driving force in expanding the NRL to 17 teams and a historic Pacifica team with tentacles reaching Samoa, Tonga, Fiji and PNG, is now a serious option to the NRL's 18th team. Now, the franchise would have a permanent base in Cairns in far north Queensland and be aided by the Australian government, which is prepared to tip in 20 to $25 million annually in the interests of national security in the Pacific. And Volandis confirmed uh, that is one team they're going to be looking at. Uh, so an 18th team... Looks like it'll be there by 2027, if not earlier. 20 teams they're wanting by 2032. Um, so that means we have to get three more teams in the NRL competition in the next, well, it's not going to be happening this year, so the next real eight or nine years. He's also come out, Peter Volandis, and declared no current club will ever suffer the fate of the South Sydney Rabbitohs and be killed off as part of plans to grant updated NRL licence. Uh, we know... Queensland Rugby League chairman Bruce Hatcher recently expressed concerns over long-term plans for a 20-team competition, claiming a Sydney club should be shut down and relocated to Perth in a bid to deliver a truly national footprint for the NRL. But Peter Volandis said that is not happening. He's adamant there'll be no repeat of the culling process that saw South Sydney axe from the NRL for the 2000 season. So it looks like Sydney will remain with nine teams, which means 17 teams. We've got to fit three more teams in to the NRL competition. Who are your three teams? Where are you putting your three teams by now and 2032? Where are the three teams? And do you think, on another serious note, we have enough talent for 20 teams? Now, most of the teams this year have played decent footy, but there are a couple, obviously the Tigers are one, but there are another couple that are struggling. Now, whether that's to do with the players, or maybe more so the management, we're not entirely sure. But do we have enough talent within the next eight or nine years to have 20 teams in the, in the NRL? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. I, um, for many years, and I haven't done it for a few years now, but for many years, 
uh, called New South Wales Cup, reserve grade uh, footy, equivalent of the Queensland Cup here in uh, New South Wales. Did it for six, seven, eight, nine years. Um, and the talent coming through, you could see there that there was a lot of talent coming through um, in that reserve grade competition into first grade. And a lot of those players that I called back four, five, six years ago are now household games in rugby league. But there are a lot of players that play New South Wales and Queensland Cup and don't ever get a chance at first grade or may play an occasional game of first grade and then um, you never really hear of them again. So do we have enough talent running around in the NRL and reserve grade competitions that by 2032, we could have 20 teams in the competition? And where do you put your three teams? 0457-736-736, our text number. You can call the open line to have you say any time. Uh, 1300-01-1170. You'll get on air straight away. That's the guarantee here on Tradies. 1300-01-1170 or 0457-736-736. Where do you put your three NRL teams, the three extra NRL teams, by 2032? And do we have enough talent? And I suppose the other question about it is, if we do go to Perth, which seems... Maybe not likely for the 18th team, but it seems likely. Do they take the North Sydney Bears name? Or does North Sydney come back into the equation in Sydney? I can't imagine a 10th team, but what do you reckon? one three hundred o one eleven seventy is our open line number. 0457 736 736 at 10 past five. Uh, now, we were talking yesterday on the show about the hip drop tackles. And I know through our Sydney breakfast show, through SDN 1170 AM and on the app, uh, Brandy had a few things uh, to say about it. But Graham Annesley in his Monday media conference has warned NRL players that intent or otherwise will not be taken into consideration when handing down penalties for hip drop tackles and other dangerous contact. So we know Cronulla's Dale Finucane and the Warriors for uh, Murata Nikora were both sin-binned for hip drop tackles on Sunday afternoon, while Canterbury's Jaden Ockenbaugh was marched and charged for a similar effort on Cowboys star Jason Tomololo later in the day. So Finucane later insisted he had not meant to hurt the Warriors fullback in the tackle, saying there was no intention whatsoever to have a hip drop. Now, there was no malice or intent or in, intended whatsoever. But Annesley, the NRL's manager of elite football, said the league had been trying to eliminate the tackle for several years and reminded players that intent or otherwise was not a mitigating factor. He said most incidents that take place in our game are either misjudgment, poor timing or accidental. But it doesn't mean we could just say they're okay. If an offence occurs, it occurs regardless of the circumstances. Now, all three players received Grade 2 Dangerous Contact charges from the Match Review Committee yesterday morning, but faced different punishments given their varying records. Vanukin is set to miss three matches, Nakora 2 and Ockenball 1. Should the Cronulla captain fight the charge at the judiciary and lose, he would be banned for a month. Nakora and Ockenball face two and one game suspensions, respectively. Um, I understand what... Annesley saying he also said we have three players with uh, we have three players with three different records in terms of prior offences. What the system does is it punishes repeat offenders more harshly. The judiciary system is built around trying to provide a distinctive, uh, sorry, disincentive for players repeating offences. Now I understand, and I said this yesterday that of course we want to protect players, and of course we want to keep the hip drop tackles out of the game in any dangerous tackles out of the game. We don't want to see any of that. Now, he is right that accidents will happen. 
But I still maintain that at least two of the three, if not the three, were not real. We're not hip drop tackles. What in in terms of what we have seen penalised in previous years, and I have no issues with being them being harsher and judging players harsher. But some of those tackles on Sunday afternoon in both of those games and Sunday night that got sin binned. I personally, and look, I've never played the game at a high, high level, or at any level really, but surely at some stages you can't do much about situations. Now, there are certain hip drop tackles that you see that are blatantly obvious and deserve to be sin bin and get a few weeks on the sideline, but there are some that are accidental. Um, I know we talked about this yesterday, but again, on the back of Graham Annesley's comments, 0457, 736-736 or one 300 Have we gone too far on the hip drop tackle? That's what Graham Annesley, um, well, he's not, he's not saying that at all. He's saying the opposite. He will continue to be penalised. Maybe he's right. Maybe we need to stamp it out completely out of the game. But from what I saw on Sunday, they weren't hip drop tackles. They were accidents. Anyway, 0457-736-736, our text number, or one 1170 And Paul Kent. Now, I don't know if you caught NRL 360 last night. It's also in uh, at least the Daily Telegraph in Sydney. I'm sure it's made the papers up in Queensland as well, in, uh, Queensland as well, in the Courier-Mail. Um, he's had a go at the Penrith Panthers, and he blasted them last night on NRL 360, uh, saying they... Lack class. Now, this is on the back of Ivan Cleary's comments on Friday night after their win over the Canberra Raiders. So we know when Jamin Salmon scored, he screamed at the crowd, weak gutter dog, um, on the back of what Ricky Stewart labelled uh, Jamin Salmon last year. Uh, Cleary replied when he was asked about that, good karma. That's how I described that. Um, now, Paul Kent has said that lacks class. Uh, and he's also uh, said that... The Panthers, and he's used a couple of other examples, including what happened at the end of, well, on the Monday after the grand final last year with Abby Coruscant's comments. Um, he's also used a few other examples as well along the way. Um, he's talked about uh, the, uh, the wedding speech, uh, Jerome Luai, um, Tyrone May. Um, do the Panthers lack class? 0457736736 or 1300-01170. And this conversation popped up, didn't it, after the grand final last year when those comments were made uh, by Appy Coruscant, also James Fisher-Harris having a go at Parramatta, uh, describing the Eels as our sons. Now, most people, when it comes to that, that comment I've spoken to, thought it was funny. Um, we replayed a lot here on SEN. Um, but do they lack class? Do you agree with Paul Kent? Do you think the Panthers lack class? Look, uh, I think they're fully entitled. Uh, look, I, and, and, and I hear this label, and look, I've not met any of the Panthers players. I hear this label about arrogant a lot, um, especially over the past couple of years when they've won back-to-back premierships. Um, what do you reckon? 0457 736 736 is our text number, or 1300 01 1170. Paul Kent says the Panthers players and coaching staff lack class. Do you agree? Do you not agree? one 1170 or 0457 736 736. Um, 
As for the comment Ivan Cleary made the other night, I don't particularly see anything overly wrong with it, to be honest. Um, and I look, I didn't see in what context that was made either. I didn't see the post-match press conference. What do you reckon? Do the Panthers like class? 0457 736 736 or 1300-01-1170. Do the Penrith Panthers lack class? Do you agree with Paul Kent? And one other one for you as well. Dane Laurie, Tigers, uh, well, potential Tigers fullback, looks like he might be back in this week, is angry at criticism he copped for a social media post um, when he liked uh, the try sword by Selwyn Cobbo on Instagram. Um, it was posted on the NRL's Instagram account. Now, friends claim Dane Laurie is cranky at being condemned as a friend of Cobbo. Um, Laurie's manager... Uh, said in the Daily Telegraph, um, well, spoke with the Daily T- Telegraph, but did not provide a comment. However, Gary Jack, a former Tigers fullback, um, said it wasn't a smart thing to do. He just didn't think properly. Dane didn't think it through or think about the repercussions of liking something online. I would say if you're a current player um, and you're liking a comment that's been made against your team, when your team lost 46 points to 12, it is a bit of a strange one. Um, I wouldn't be liking posts like that. But he is apparently going to be back this week because Tim Sheens is going to change his side yet again. And Adam Dewey will return to 5'8", apparently, with Dane Laurie moving to fullback. Um, so Dane Laurie, angry at the criticism he has copped for liking that social media post. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 So plenty of things on our agenda early on this Tuesday morning. Lots to talk about as well. Open line number 1300 01 1170. You can text 0457 736 736. Your tough players in sport or your real tough performances in sport. Doesn't just have to be rugby league, can be overseas as well. 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. Expansion back on the agenda. The Pacifica team looking like at the moment it is going to be the 18th team. Now, they want 20 teams by 2032. Where are the 20 teams? So where are the extra three teams coming in to the competition? And do we have enough t- enough talent for expansion? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Paul Kent says the Panthers lack class. Agree? Disagree? 1300 01 or 0457 736 736. Stack of texts there. We'll get to them and also your calls on the open line next. 1300 01 or 0457 736 736. Shortly, we will talk football, the round ball game with John Gallo. The text line in meltdown this morning, though, or the open line as well. We'll get to your calls in just a second. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You can text any time, 0457-736-736. Talking great, tough performances, tough players in rugby league or any sport. This from Gary. Uh, Daniel, tough players. Rick McCosta had his jaw broken in the 1977 centenary test. Came back on to continue uh, his batting and made 25 that from Gary. Also talking expansion this morning. Um, 18 teams seems to be on the horizon by 2027. Uh, looks like they want 20 teams by the time the Olympics in Brisbane roll around in 2032. So that's three more teams. Where do you want to see them? And do we have enough talent running around in the NRL and the reserve grade competitions to cope with 20 teams in nine years' times? 
Uh, a couple of texts here. This from Kieran. Uh, new team, Central Coast. Of course, they tried the Central Coast, didn't they? Now, what it looked like was going to be tried. They built that new stadium. That's where North Sydney, the Bears, were going to move. And, and then we know what happened there. Perth, yes, I agree with that. And he also says Mudgee. I know it's left field, but it, uh, it'd be going to a town, a lot of country talent and country fans. That from Kieran. Yeah, well, we saw that game played in Mudgee. Um, I, I don't know. Look, I understand where you're coming from, Kieran. I, I don't know whether we're going to get teams in country areas, but the more teams take games uh, from the city to the bush, the better, I reckon. We saw that over the course of the weekend with that Manly Newcastle game. It helped. It was a fantastic game. But, yeah, the more we see uh, NRL teams uh, going out to the country areas, the better. And you never know. One day we may see a team in the country area. Thank you, Kieran. Uh, good text. This from Samantha. Uh, we need teams in South Australia and WA. Get these states on board. Um, it's South Australia. Well, of course, we tried Adelaide, didn't we? Uh, a while ago, I've been to a couple of games in Adelaide um, uh, a few years back. Uh, not a bad place to watch uh, rugby league, of course. Much more suited to AFL and also cricket. And WA, well, yeah, Perth. I think my personal opinion is I actually think Perth should be the 18th team, probably Pacifica 19th team. It doesn't look like it will go that way. But I think Perth is an absolute no-brainer. Has to be. Um, at least part of these 20 teams, if not the 18th team. Thank you for your text, Samantha. Um, and we're also talking about Paul Kent and his comments saying the Panthers lack class. Uh, on the back of Ivan Cleary's comment uh, after the game last week on Friday night, let's go to the open line to talk about that. one 300 Razor from Brisbane is on the line. Morning to you, Razor. Good that we're all back on the same time zone now. It is, Dan. Good morning. Great show as usual. Thank you. Great start to the day. Thank you. Hey, uh, mate, you know, I, I'm no, it's no secret that I barrack for New South Wales' favourite team, the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> yes. Um, but I will, I will back Penrith players to the hill. Mm. The, they've been the best over the last two years. They were second best three years against my Melbourne Storm. You know, they. everyone says they're cocky. They're having fun. They're enjoying their football. Something you're not allowed to do in 2023. Have fun. And that's what they're doing. They're really good at what they're doing. Ivan Cleary's got a great team. People need to lay off and just let the game play. Mm, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting mix of texts I'm getting through. I'll get to most of them in a moment. It, it is interesting because I remember after the grand final last year and when those comments were made by Appy Coruscant, who, look, I think if you were a Tigers fan, and to be honest, his comments have been pretty much right so far, but um, if you're a Tigers fan, I'd probably understand to an extent why you'd be annoyed by the comment he made, just specifically him, but he's come out and apologised about that uh, since and is trying his heart out for the West Tigers. James Fisher-Harris, I thought most people thought that was a bit of a laugh, but there has been that, I suppose, perception, particularly after they won their first competition in 2021, that they are a bit arrogant. Um, oh, look, I don't really think they're arrogant. Um, and I don't know these people personally, uh, Paul Kent may, but I don't know these people personally to say they lack class. So it's hard for us to comment, but I enjoy what, in terms of football, I agree with you, Razor. I enjoy watching them play footy. I don't, don't want to see them win it every year, but it is enjoyable to watch them play. They're jealous, Dad. Jealous because their team's not as successful as what the Storm and the Penrith and the Roosters have been. Mm. That's all it is. 
Now you, now, you said you were a Melbourne fan just before I let you go. Uh, I'm actually off to Melbourne uh, later on today, having a few days off over the Easter break. I'm going to be at Amy Park on Thursday night. How do you rate their chances against the Roosters? Well, they put up a, a, a good a good show against the Rabbitohs. Mm. I was a bit disappointed to hear the Rabbitohs say, oh, we just didn't turn up because, you know, they're one of the better sides for the last five years, the Rabbitohs. Um, you know, Roosters are a good side. It's Easter Thursday. I think the Roosters struggle on that Easter Thursday <laughs> game a lot. It's been a while since they won down there. So, fingers crossed. But, you know, all I can say is beware the storm when all the injured players come back in about five or six weeks. Yeah, and the good news... Are, full squad yeah, and the good news around that, Ryan Pappenhausen only five to six weeks away. So, yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be riding the Melbourne Storm off yet. Razor, thanks for your call, um, and I will speak Thank to you God. again uh, soon. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Uh, he is on the open line, and you can join him on the open line anytime. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 A few more texts before break. Um, this from the Kingswood Welder. Good morning, Sir Nutshell. Thank you. There is more than enough plans for another team, but I feel there is not enough good coaches to go around even half of the current teams. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll be hammering poor old Mr. Cox, as in Matty Cox, tomorrow with NRL questions. Uh, that one from the Kingswood Welder. Yeah, so I'm off for a few days. Um, Matty Cox, who is a great man, but he is based in Melbourne. He used to host the show. He used to do national tradies. Uh, now I've taken New South Wales and Queensland off him, but he's back just for a couple of days while I take a couple of days off. Be nice to Matty. But, yes, do send him as many NRL questions as you like. I'm not entirely sure you will get answers from um, him, but you can try. Um, but yeah, Matty Cox will do a great job over the next couple of days. And I'll be back with you Easter Monday, but keep listening because Matty will do a fine job. Um, this one, uh, f- uh, this one, Morning Dan, the Central Coast Experiment's been a good one. Um, and we all know Perth will get a license and the Dolphins have proven that Ipswich could be just as successful. Uh, the Central Coast, well, look, the Central Coast, it'll be interesting. They've got a stadium there. And whenever rugby league is played up there, there's a lot of people that go. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, this, in terms of uh, tough performances, this from Brad Dial, tough. Cooper Cronk in the 2018 grand final against the Melbourne Storm, yes. Played with, what was it, a broken or fractured scapula? I think most people before uh, that happened didn't even know what a scapula was. Uh, yeah, that was a c- incredibly tough performance. Didn't do a hell of a lot in the game, but to be honest, if it was you or me, I don't think I would have been out on the field. Uh, let alone making a few tackles and taking a few hit-ups. This in terms of the comments around the Penrith Panthers by Paul Kent. This one from the Dirty Flamingo. Morning, Dan. All the class left. NRL 360 when Ben Eichen left. I don't watch it anymore. That from the Dirty Flamingo. But another text here on the other side. Uh, No name on it, but number ending in 839. School's out for the Panthers. No class. And there's a heap of other texts about this as well, which I'll get to after the break. And one more on expansion. This from the Oval Treeman. Hi, Dan. Would opt for a Perth team, a Pacifica team, maybe based in Cairns, and another Brisbane team as the three additional NRL teams. That from the Oval Treeman. Well, I think most of them, uh, they're probably the three I'd go. I'd be tempted to go another New Zealand team. The question we're asking this morning, though, is firstly, where would you put your three teams that they want 20 to, if they want 20 teams by 2032, where do you put your three teams? And do we have enough talent running around in the NRL and the reserve grade competitions to field 20 teams? And look, Kingswood World have made a good point on the text. 
I think we do, but do we have enough coaches? Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Also, tough guys in the NRL or rugby league and tough performances in sport generally. 0457 736 736. And Paul Kent has come out and said the Panthers lack class. Do you agree with him? Do you not? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. Stack more texts there. I'll get to them shortly. And on the other side of this, we'll switch our attention and talk all things round ball game. EPL with John Gallo on the other side. Very quickly before we get to John Gallo, this text uh, saying, until we know the full story as to why Ricky called uh, Salmon a weak gutter dog, we will never know or be able to agree with Ivan. Now, this is what he's saying, uh, that it was good karma for Salmon to scream those words back at Ricky. Simple. Uh, love to know the whole story. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose it's a fair point as well. Uh, no one knows the whole story, or not many people know the whole story. Uh, and this one, in terms of expansion, uh, from the Belmain bum bag. Good morning, Daniel. I think the Roosters alone could bring in a second team and still work within one salary cap. Thank you. Uh, time to talk football. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Now, this will be interesting because this next man is about to jump on a train from Newcastle to Sydney. So let's see how long the line holds up for. John Gallo, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dan. Yes, uh, wherever we are in the world, we present live coverage, don't we? So, uh, yes, live on a train down to uh, to Sydney at about approximately 11 minutes, Dan. So very much looking forward to the 24-hour journey ahead. All right. Okay. Well, 20, yeah, 20, 24 hours is a long time. Now, uh, there is a game going on at the moment in the EPL. Everton taking on Tottenham. 38 minutes gone. It's nil all. But I suppose the big stories before we get to some of the big results over the course of the weekend, another two managers sacked. Yeah, Graham Potter sacked from Chelsea and, uh, and Brendan Rodgers sacked from Leicester City. I think, yeah, look, for, for both managers, it came as no real surprise. Really, Graham Potter's pressure was mounting each and every week and I think it became a little bit too much for him, the overall job. I think he got a little bit uh, you know, overwhelmed with the whole challenge ahead and with the expectations of the board and the Chelsea fans, who he never really won over, to be honest. And eventually the sacking has come. And also for, for Leicester City, they've fallen for the first time this season into the relegation battle. And I think the uh, Leicester City board have gone with the overarching opinion of, of the Foxes fans and, uh, and got rid of Brendan Rodgers. And uh, look, I think it's no real surprise, but it makes it 12 managers this season have been sacked. And that's the most number of managers we've seen been sacked all season long. So it's certainly been an eventful, uh, eventful season in the Premier League for managers. Yeah, it certainly has. All right, through some of the key results from the weekend just gone. Man City 4, Liverpool 1. I, I know Liverpool haven't been in great form, but I think this scoreline, not so much Man City winning, but I think this scoreline surprised a lot of people. Yeah, certainly did, and uh, no more so than the Liverpool fans and supporters right around the world. I think the first half, particularly going in at one all, was a terrific display of football from both sides. Uh, Liverpool held on for the majority of that first 45 minutes. Man City came with a, a few ways of attack uh, in the first 20, 25 minutes of that first half. But credit to Liverpool, they went in at one all. And you thought then the game was going to be a nice, even balance for the second half. But uh, unfortunately for Liverpool, that first 15, 20 minutes, Man City just blew them apart. And uh, they really never recovered from that, Liverpool. And that was pretty much the story of the day, unfortunately. They just ran out a little bit of huff and puff. In the end, Liverpool, and that's been the case all season long, particularly with those sides further up the ladder. They just struggled to compete for the full 90 minutes, and that's something that Jurgen Klopp's got to address, uh, certainly in the off-season. But there's talks now that Jurgen Klopp is having crisis talks with the Liverpool owners uh, sometime this week as well about that particular result 
and uh, whether or not he can turn things around going forward. So certainly some interesting times for Liverpool and interesting times in the Premier League. But Man City show their dominance and stay in, in, the, uh, in the title race with Arsenal. So credit to Man City and credit to, to Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Bournemouth just got out of that relegation zone for now, beating Fulham 2-1. We saw Nottingham Forest and Wolves have a one-all draw. You mentioned Leicester City. They're back into the relegation zone. 2-1 loss to Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. Arsenal, big win for them over Leeds United, 4-1. Yeah, they were terrific Arsenal in this game. Again, Martinelli, fantastic. Trossard up front. Martin Odegaard, Xhaka, all leading from example. And uh, really showing the class and the depth that Arsenal have got this season. Mikel Arteta has really transformed that side. As we've been saying all season long, they really look like they're in the box seat at the moment, Arsenal. I know they've got a game in front of uh, Man City at the moment and they're quite a few points ahead. But, you know, it really shows that Arsenal are going up in gears at the moment each and every week. And, and Leeds, and they're struggling at the moment. Javi Garcia can't really get a tune out of them. And I know they're, they're in around that relegation dogfight, so they've got to be careful about that as well. Uh, so a difficult time for Leeds, tough loss, a uh, very, very good win for Arsenal and uh, a real stamp of authority for them. Uh, uh, Brighton and Brentford are just laughing at the text that's come through. I'll get to it in a second. Brighton and Brentford uh, had a three-all draw. Aston Villa two defeated Chelsea and nil, which you've also already mentioned the Chelsea manager gone. Uh, West Ham won Southampton nil. What about Newcastle's window over Man United? Man United down, Newcastle two nil and into the top four. Yeah, brilliant game of football. This first half was end to end, so it was the second half. Um, to be fair to, to Man United, they just they try to hold on. Difficult place to play at St James's Park. 60,000, 70,000 screaming Geordies is never an easy proposition, but credit to Newcastle United. They got the job done. Terrific effort up front from Michael Jolton, St Maxian, brilliant Gumierish in that midfield again, creating a lot of chances and opportunities. And really, Eddie Howe's got a real beat out of uh, Newcastle at the moment. The last two or three weeks have been fantastic. Um, with Man United and Ten Hag, they're struggling now. Three games without a win. Uh, that sees them dropping out of the four at the moment. So there's probably three or four sides fighting it out. Newcastle, Spurs and Man United all fighting out for third and fourth spot. Uh, so we certainly don't only have a title race at the top of the ladder, but we've also got a top four and a top six race mm. happening as well. Uh, so a lot going on. But yeah, Man United, three games without a win. That's certainly concerning if you're a United fan. And Newcastle, well done for them. They're finding their rhythm again back into the season. I think they're going to be quite a difficult side to play. So this, this Newcastle side, the way they're going at the moment, could have a big say in terms of the, uh, the overall title between Arsenal and Man City. So, yeah, great, great result for Newcastle. Uh, 43 minutes gone in that game at the moment between Everton and Tottenham. Neil Orr, if you had to pick a winner, who would you pick out of that, those two in this game? I'm going to go with Everton, only because I think uh, Sean Dyche is going to really rev up his players, particularly at half-time. I think he'll get in front of his players and really want a response. They know they've got a lot to play for with relegation looming in the back of their minds. And obviously with Spurs and the whole situation there with Conte leaving in the past week, week and a half, Harry Kane's future up in the air a little bit. I think there's a lot of distractions happening in the moment for Spurs. And I think they've got other things on their mind at the moment. Uh, So I think Everton will uh, take advantage of that. Now, there is a stack of games uh, midweek and this stack of games over the weekend as well. I'm not here for the rest of the week, so we're not going to go through all 100 matches that have been played. But let's just have a quick look at these midweek games and just a quick tip on each of them. Uh, tomorrow morning, three games. Leeds United, Nottingham Forest. I'm going to go with Forest. I think Forest uh, in good form at the moment. Leeds struggling a little bit. I'm going to go with Forest. Uh, Bournemouth, Brighton. I expect Brighton to respond. Uh, they're a Bedford 3 or draw. Fantastic game of football, that. I think they'll get a win over the, over uh, in the midweek game. Leicester City in the relegation zone will host Aston Villa. 
Well, no manager. I don't think the West City's got much much opportunity at the moment. I'm going to go with United Emery's Aston Villa. Villa playing really good football at the moment, so I'm going to back Villa. Sorry, four games tomorrow because there's one at 5am. Chelsea and Liverpool. This is an interesting one. Big game. Uh, no manager for Chelsea. I think, that's, I think they're going to really struggle at the moment with no manager. I'm going to back Liverpool. I think Liverpool will respond now with that thumping against Man City on the weekend. I suspect uh, Liverpool 2 or 3 nil. And two games on Thursday, West Ham, Newcastle, and Man United will host Brentford. I'm going to go Newcastle uh, for that game against West Ham, and I'm going to go... Ooh, I'm going to go with uh, Bradford. I think Bradford are in good form. Thomas Funk's getting a tune out of his side this uh, this whole season. And United struggling three games without a win, as I said. I think this is a good time to play Man United. Perfect. Awesome. John, thank you very much. A stack of games over the weekend as well. We'll review next Tuesday when we speak again. Uh, some interesting ones as well. The last one, Liverpool-Arsenal, will be interesting as well. Uh, just before I let you go, text here, 0457 736 736. Can you tell John he is sitting in a quiet carriage and would appreciate him to end his call pronto? That from the Lake Illawarra Garbo. So there you go. There you go, John. You've been I talking. actually am sitting in a quiet carriage. So I'm, I'm a bit concerned where he is. He might be having eyes for me somewhere. Uh, yes, I'm sure he's there. I'm sure he's listening. John, uh, now... Hang on. Am I right in saying, so I'm having a few days off over Easter. This is my last show until Monday. Only a few days. I'm going to Melbourne. Where are you going? Byron Bay, Dad. Byron Bay. Living with the Hemsworth. Uh, uh, And you're staying at a nice hotel in in Byron Bay. Is that right? No, certainly not. It's going to be a hotel uh, of the tent. Uh, Mm. So it's a tent and we're going camping. So... um, Yes, we're going to be uh, in amongst the uh, the cockroaches and the snakes and the koalas over the next three or four days over Easter, digging into my chocolate Easter egg. So um, that'll be uh, that'll be quite an experience for sure. Well, John, you enjoy that. Uh, I. I... Love to say I wish I could I be it, there, but, anyway. but, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be. Anyway, we'll ha- get a review of that next Tuesday. You can give me the on-air review and then give me the off-air review when we need next meet for a drink, of course, drink responsibly. Uh, thank, so you for, thank you very much. A few more expletives in the off-air review. Uh, All yes, right, Dan. yes. Well, well you, you have a safe oh, trip to Byron Bay, and I'll speak to you next you. Tuesday when we will wrap up another big weekend of the EPL. Enjoy. Thank you, mate. On behalf of Transport New South Wales, we all thank you for uh, your prompt uh, end of the call, mate. So thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, John Gallo talking all things football. And if he makes it back next week, he'll be back with me next Tuesday. Thank you, John. Bye-bye. Uh, John Gallo talking all things footy and the quiet carriage of the train from Newcastle to Sydney. Uh, quick couple of texts before the break. Uh, this one from Chippo Eagle Morning. Think you need to be careful where you put the teams. This is on expansion. Need to consider if players, especially the star players, are willing to move there. So need to take into account lifestyle. We see it already with clubs like Canberra and the Warriors. Warriors players played while based in Queensland during COVID, but they did not want to go back over to New Zealand full-time. So these clubs will need to pay way overs to attract players. Yes, that is a very good point as well. We, we don't know. Um, obviously, there's going to be some time for players to know what they're going to do, but how many players want to go to Perth? How many players want to live in Cairns? I suppose money does help, I guess. But, uh, yeah, good, very good point, Chippo Eagle. Um, and this one, uh, no name on it, ends in 005. Agree with Paul Kent on the Salmon incident. They cried Paul last year and concerns for well-being of Salmon, etc. And now it's karma and okay, double standards. Uh, good text there as well. A few more we'll get to in just a second after the break. 0457 736 736, our text number. Or you can call the open line, one 
1170. Let's get through as many texts as possible. Apologies if I can't get to all of them before the breakfast shows. This one, no name on it, ends in 502. They're footy players. Do they need class? Ricky Stewart's classless in his comments last year. No mention of classless things the Storm and other clubs have done. It's jealousy of their success. Uh, thank you for that text. This from Junior Smithy. Morning, Dan. On NRL expansion, we should do what the ARL did in 95 and just bring in the three expansion teams at the same time. And for me, it would be Perth, Adelaide and Ipswich. Before we expanded the Pacifica, we should be creating and backing a Pacifica club competition. But the NRL also should be doing what Football Australia is doing in creating a national second division. That from Junior Smithy. So Perth, Adelaide. Uh, we had another text. I think it was Samantha saying Adelaide. And Ipswich. Uh, interesting choices. Uh, yeah, Pacifica team seems to be the most likely. I would be going Perth next. Uh, no name on this text, but if Canberra had uh, the tackle, uh, the bottle to tackle Salmon, one off the scrum, then nothing would have happened. Maybe the Raiders need to look at their defence. Well, I did say uh, yesterday... I'm surprised there's not more talk about Canberra and their performance uh, over the past performances over the past couple of weeks. Uh, this one uh, from the Sinclair Steamroller. Uh, Kent is just sticking up for his mate Ricky. That's all there is to it. Thank you for that. Uh, this from uh, another text about Rick McCosker. Yeah, tough performances. Uh, we had another one of this. Uh, having his jaw broken, spending 1.5 days in hospital, then came back out. Of course, John Sattler, of course, recently passed away, played a grand final, most of the grand final with a broken jaw. Sam Burgess, Sean Kenny down in recent times as well. This from Jason, Dan, uh, North Sydney uh, into Perth and one team in New Zealand and another team in Queensland. Um, and this one from the Kingswood. Well, a great show, Dan. Enjoy your break, sir. Thank you. Uh, sounds like John, yeah, sounds like John, we're having a great time in Byron Bay. I'll paraphrase that. But thank you, Kingswood Welder. Thank you for all your texts this morning. Yeah, I'm having a couple of days off. Matty Cox, who you hear every Wednesday morning, you've heard him before on the network. Great man. He'll look after things for the next couple of days. Do send him a lot of NRL questions, though. Try and stump him. Um, and also be nice to him. Uh, coming up on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy after the 6 o'clock news, Michael Carianis with all the latest NRL headlines. Lee Hatchipentelis from Brydon's Laws will be on, but we'll probably also talk Tigers 1 feels. And James Dodd with a, more of an EPL update. And in Queensland, Breakfast with Patton Heels, their guests today include Cameron Smith and Tim Horan. Uh, so big breakfast shows coming up. Thank you for your company today. As I say, Maddie Cox will look after things over the next couple of days. I'll be back with you Monday, Easter Monday. So I look forward to your company then. Breakfast follows the news at 6am. Have a great rest of the week, a safe Easter, and I'll see you Monday morning. Breakfast is next.